Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if you're interested in learning more about any of the stories that I'm about to discuss with you, you can head over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where we have links to all of the articles. Anyway, let's jump right into the news with our first story of the week, YouTubing Good Nutrition. A study led by Heather Shear explored how transgender folks used YouTube videos to share information about nutrition. They found widespread use of the medium um, on a variety of topics related to nutrition like diet and exercise philosophies, dietary supplements, and how hormone therapy can interact with nutritional needs. The researchers believe, based on the study, that YouTube could be a great way for providers to engage with the trans community in an authentic um, way that meets people where they're already looking for this information and assuring that they're getting medically accurate info when they're seeking that online. Next up, event set for Landmark Prep Initiative. HIV.gov announced a webinar to help launch the new Landmark Initiative called Ready, Set, Prep that was announced recently and that aims to bring the HIV prevention treatment to 200,000 people over the next decade. The webinar is going to help explain the program, the online tools that it offers for both providers and potential users of PrEP, um, and talk about how this program, this initiative, can be integrated into new or existing efforts to provide PrEP at the community level. It's going to be taking place on January 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern, so you can go to hiv.gov to learn more and sign up. And if you are a subscriber to the podcast, um, you'll be hearing more because um, I'm hoping to be able to cover it in at least some level of detail um, after the event takes place. It's really exciting to see um, this initiative get uh, launched. It could be a game changer in terms of bringing prep to more people who could benefit from it. So really excited to learn more about the program. Our next story explores how to develop a trans health program. Researchers led by Anna Morins outlined the steps that a primary care practice can take in order to provide care to transgender patients, a population that they know currently faces real problems accessing competent care. The steps that they explain include conducting a community needs assessment, basically to see what existing um, services and what gaps there are, what people are actually saying that they need in a trans health service gaining commitment and assigning roles to leadership and staff, creating protocols related to um, trans-related care, and fostering a generally welcoming environment for transgender people to come into. Next up, preventing gender violence in middle school. A new editorial led by Angela Amar examined a novel program to address gender-based violence at the middle school level, basically to try to head off um, a type of violence, gender-based violence, um, that disproportionately impacts female and gender nonconforming uh, individuals. The program targeted male youth through school athletic programs and went beyond what they describe as bystander training, um, which is uh, how most forms of gender-based violence trainings are addressed, basically helping people who are um, you know, able to intervene, helping them to be able to do that. Um, and this really looked at some of the core issues regarding gender norms that are at the heart of gender-based violence. So definitely interesting. Um, and since this is a new program, um, 
it'll be interesting to see, you know, as more of this comes along, how this could be particularly useful for members of the LGBTQ community. In our next story, new resources for addressing HIV. The CDC released quite a few new resources recently for those working to end the HIV epidemic. Um, One was a fact sheet with information on co-infections that impact people living with HIV, such as hepatitis C. Uh, They say that 21% of people living with HIV have hepatitis C, as well as tuberculosis and others. Um, Other resources include strategies for addressing the epidemic through testing, treatment, and prevention, as well as an overview of the 38,000 new diagnoses of HIV in 2018, as well as who comprises those diagnoses and, you know, who's disproportionately impacted. So definitely some useful materials. And in our final story of the week, students push for binder coverage. The Daily Pennsylvanian reported on an effort by the Student Assembly at the University of Pennsylvania to have the school's insurance policy cover the cost of chest binders for transgender and non-binary students who use them. Gender-affirming medical supplies like chest binders are typically not covered by health plans, despite being a key part of care for many transgender people, especially transgender men. Um, And so the students are hoping to change that. They say that they're inspired by a similar change that recently occurred within Cornell's student health plan that now covers chest binders for trans students who need them. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, these health plans that are written by universities or, you know, even employers, um, uh, cities, uh, towns, states, they can add in a lot of uh, services or take away a lot of services. So it's cool to see students leading the way on this and, um, you know, maybe pushing for something that could be a more standard part of healthcare as the years progress. Well, that wraps up another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Again, if you'd like to read some of the studies that we've discussed or the articles, just head to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where you can find the links to the full stories. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll tune in again next week for another edition.